Welcome to the Radiant Podcast. We are so glad you joined us today. This podcast features messages, interviews, and discussions from Radiant Church located in Seneca, South Carolina. For more information about Radiant, visit RadiantChurchSC.com. Here's today's episode. Hey, welcome to Radiant Church. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. We're so glad you could join us today from wherever you're watching or listening from. If this is your first time joining us, hey, go to RadiantChurchSC.com and click I'm new. They fill out that short form online for us as a way of saying thanks. We're going to donate $5 to one of the nonprofits that's listed. We are in our final week of Keep Moving Forward. And this teaching series has taken us through some very pivotal moments in the final hours of Jesus' life. And we started with answering this question, how do we keep moving forward when God says no? You know, when we're praying and we're not receiving the answer, we're so desperately needing in our time of difficulty, we need to remember that Jesus' own actions, keep praying and keep trusting, are important for us to follow through with. Then we tackled um, how to keep moving forward when failure feels final, when failure is, is really an event, not a person. So we have to keep close to Jesus, we have to keep in mind our weaknesses, and then we gotta keep going. And then finally last week we looked at the story of Jesus and Barabbas. How do we keep moving forward when, when God doesn't make sense? Well, we keep sticking to God's plan and we keep in God's grace. And we learn how to keep moving forward in three key situations that all of us will face at some point or another. But today, I want to share what it looks like to keep moving forward when death brings life. Jesus calls out to us. He says, pick up your cross and follow me. Picking up our cross requires sacrifice. It requires we die to ourselves so that we might live with Christ. I want to start in verse 26 of Luke chapter 23 and then skip down to verse 44, okay? All right, Luke 23, 26. As they led Jesus away, a man named Simon, who was from Cyrene, happened to be coming in from the countryside. And the soldiers seized him and they put, him, they put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. Verse 44, by this time, it was about noon. Darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. The light from the sun was gone. And suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down the middle. And then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last. When I think of moving forward with Jesus, of carrying the cross with him, the unmistakable picture I get in my mind is this moment with Simon. Simon of Cyrene, he's a really obscure character. He's only mentioned three times in scripture, Matthew 27, 32, Luke 23, 26, and Mark 15, 21. That's it. Yet Simon plays an important role in the journey to Golgotha. He's, he's from what is today Libya, and he traveled 900 plus miles to get to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. He probably came with other Jews from Cyrene along the way. We know from historical accounts there was a very large Jewish community in Cyrene 300 years prior to the events of the Passion Week. There was thought to be about 100,000 Jews living there at the time of Christ. We also know there was a Cyrenian synagogue in Jerusalem, and people from Cyrene were among those who were saved in Acts on the day of Pentecost after Christ rose from the dead. So there's a pretty strong connection between these two places, Cyrene and Jerusalem. Now imagine you're Simon, right? So imagine you're Simon and you've traveled a really long way to celebrate the Passover with other Jews from around Israel and the Middle East. And as you're walking into the city, you see some convicted criminals on the death walk. 
So the death walk was a, a public accumulating journey from Jerusalem to Golgotha. These criminals are carrying their beams to the cross, which awaits them. And the beams were tied to a person's arms. You had to stretch your arms out like this and carry it all the, all the way up the hill. You wouldn't actually carry a cross like you see in the movies, the whole thing, just the beams, okay? And as you're doing that, you're stumbling. You're off balance. You haven't eaten well. You haven't had much water. The crowd around you is hostile. They're yelling. People are throwing things. You quickly glance at these two guys carrying those crosses as you walk by. And then suddenly, you feel a real sharp tug. Luke says the soldiers, they seized Simon, and they forced him to carry Jesus' cross. I've often thought, what must have gone through Simon's mind in that moment? He may have felt annoyed or embarrassed. He was on his way into the city, and now he's being forced to carry this cross for you know, a convicted felon for all he really knew, you know? Simon may even not known really much about Jesus and who he was. So if given the chance, I, I think he would have left Christ to carry his own cross. The crazy thing, though, is that what Simon may believe is an interruption becomes his only claim to history. Otherwise, we wouldn't know anything about him, which really begs an important question, I think, for us to consider here today. How often have you treated picking up the cross and following Jesus as an interruption? If we pick up the cross, we die to ourselves. It means to keep moving forward, we have to think and act like Jesus. We have to be kingdom-minded in all that we do. Yet there are times when picking up the cross feels like an interruption to us because we're asked to do something like we don't want to do. We're asked to go to places we don't want to go. We're asked to love people we really don't want to love. But we're not picking up the cross for ourselves. We're picking up the cross to keep moving forward with Jesus. When Simon carried the cross, he would have heard the heartbreaking obscenities being screamed at Jesus. He would have fell victim to the same spit and rocks and trash and objects being thrown at Christ. He would, he, he would have felt to, to all of that. His hands would have ha, ha, felt the splinters of the wood. His body would feel the burden and weight of the cross. His clothes would have been stained with the blood that Jesus was shedding. When Jesus couldn't continue the journey on his own, Simon picked up the cross and moved forward with him. He became part of the death walk. He began to suffer as Jesus suffered. It's the most vivid picture of Luke 9, 23. Jesus is speaking here, and, and he says this, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Understand today, we pick up our cross to follow Jesus, we're, we're dying to ourselves. Life is no longer about us. We begin to walk the narrow path where many are called to move forward, but few do because they're unwilling to pick up the cross and die to themselves. Their personal freedoms and their agendas mean just too much. The sacrifice is too great. You know, they, they listen to Jesus' words for sure, right? They admire his spirit. They applaud his teaching. They're enamored with the person, the son of God, but they can't commit to walking as he walked and they choose not to carry the cross. Their reason, maybe there's a cleaner way to follow Christ. You know, remember there's a way it's not so, so messy, so, so public. It's like, what would people really think? Like, who or what would they associate me with if they knew that I was a follower of Christ, you know? Maybe they can skip a few steps, <laughs> cut some corners, get to the finish line a different way. So many people want Jesus, and they want what He offers, and they want what He promises, but they don't want to follow in His footsteps to get there. And so while they may have taken steps forward on this narrow path, 
Many people remain stuck where they are, unable to keep moving forward because they cannot and they will not pay the price it costs to carry the cross. When we pick up the cross, we begin moving forward on this narrow path. We begin our journey on our own death walk with Christ. The more we walk in his footsteps, the more we carry the cross with his blood and sweat and tears, with his suffering and inconveniences, with his hardships and troubles, the more we die. Galatians 2.20 puts it like this. My old self has been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Through this death to ourselves comes life. Now, how do we keep moving forward when Christ calls us to pick up the cross? Well, it's pretty simple. We keep humble. You got to stay humble. I don't know what Simon's pride or ego was like before he picked up the cross, but I can guarantee you this. This experience definitely humbled him. You can't help but experience humility as you become the object of everybody's judgment and ridicule and wrath. When we're asked to pick up our cross and move forward following Christ, it is humiliating. We take a back seat. We take the high road. We give up our rights to serve the king. You know, kings don't reign in a democracy. There isn't any vote or say in a kingdom, you know? Like they rule with absolute authority. So when we surrender our rights to Christ, we become part of his kingdom. We're no longer living for ourselves. We're no longer serving our own interests. Instead, we live for Jesus. We, we live for his kingdom. We live for his goals and his ideals and his authority. While everyone else is promoting themselves and scheming to advance their own agenda in this life for personal gain, we are called to promote the kingdom of God. Our lives are no longer our own because we're now living for something that's greater. The difference between a life of pride and a life of humility is found in our ability to pick up the cross and move forward. Make no mistake, we don't carry the cross for ourselves. We don't even pick it up to live a selfless life. Like plenty of people live selfless lives and do great things in this world without picking up the cross. The reason we carry the cross is because we are enamored by the man moving forward with us. Christ's message of hope compels us. It captivates our hearts. It overtakes our lives. And so we humbly pick up the cross and walk a humiliating and difficult road because we count it a privilege to serve Jesus. We, we carry the cross for Christ. We carry the cross for the kingdom. And if you can keep humble, if you can keep living in humility, you can keep moving forward with the cross that Jesus calls us to bear. The day that Simon humbly carried the cross was the day his world changed forever. Something happened to him. There was something about moving forward with Jesus which has gripped his heart. Simon picked up the cross thinking he was moving forward with a man whose life would lead to death, you know? But I think maybe he left Golgotha with a feeling that Christ's death might just bring life. See, Simon had an encounter, and when you have an encounter with Jesus, it is life-changing. It transforms you. We humbly carry the cross. Transformative change begins to take place in our lives. Man, don't think for a second that people don't notice this change, because they do. When your life is transformed by Christ, people can't help but notice. You know why? You don't use the same language you once did. 
You stop visiting the same places you used to, to go to. You stop sticking to the same crowd you once ran with before. You don't see the world in the same prism with the same negativity and hopeless viewpoint or whatever. And you now begin to see opportunities for life where others only see decay. You have a platform with which you can share the story of God's grace to all who will listen. When we keep moving forward with Jesus, we can keep confident in His ability to change our lives around us. We become part of God's story. And it's the story of God's grace and salvation which brings life to those who need it. For Simon, being a part of God's story had a tremendous impact on his family. I want to take you to Mark 15, the other place where Simon's mentioned in Scripture. Mark 15, 21, a pastor by name Simon, who was from Cyrene, was coming in from the countryside, and just then the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. Simon was the father of Alexander and Rufus. Now, it's why they believed that Alexander and Rufus were pillars in the early church. Mark wrote his gospel narrative about 15 years after the resurrection of Christ. He's probably writing to Christians in Rome where Rufus was part of the church leadership, which could be why he draws attention to them. Paul even asked the believers in Romans 16, 13 to greet Rufus for him. Yeah, that's, that's a legacy right there, right? Like that's the result of someone who is confident in the ability of God's story of grace and salvation to change lives. Imagine the vivid imagery and the description Simon could give as he shared the story of carrying the cross. I bet you couldn't listen to him tell the story and not be impacted. When we keep moving forward with Christ, we keep humble, we keep confident because we realize we're included in God's story. And our story becomes part of his story. Simon kept moving forward with Jesus and he kept humble and he kept confident. And as a result, you know what, man? His sons became followers of Christ and they found others who needed to encounter Jesus as well. You know why? Because found people find people. We become part of God's story. We can't help but share it. We begin looking for people who, who need to hear it. We begin finding the lost, the broken, the hurting, the ones who so desperately need to have an encounter with the Savior. And so Christ calls out to you today and to me today. And He calls out to us to follow Him. And He calls out to us to pick up the cross, to die to ourselves, to move forward with Him. You know, it takes humility to pick up the cross. But if we humbly pick up the cross, we can keep moving forward. We can keep confident in God's story that it will bring about transformation in the lives we encounter along our journey with Jesus. And found people, I'm telling you, found people, they find people. And we'll find those that need to experience Christ. The question today, of course, is are you willing to pick up that cross? Many want to keep moving forward with Christ, but very few are willing to pick up the cross and make that journey from death to life with Him. What if, what if today, man, what if you picked up the cross of Christ? He's calling you to carry and move forward with Him. Uh, what if you kept humble and confident? What if you as a found person began to find those who need to hear about the grace that Christ brings? Then transformation would begin to happen in people's lives. We'd begin to live for something bigger than ourselves. And like Simon, our small parts of playing God's story will have a profound impact on our families, our friends, and our community. See, Simon made the death walk and he moved forward with the broken body of Jesus. And he, he felt the shed blood run from the beam to his hands and onto his clothes. He, he had come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. He had no idea that previous night that Christ had shared a final Passover meal 
with his own followers. During future Passover meals, Simon would have his family around the table. And I wonder if he saw Christ in the journey to Golgotha. I wonder if he revisited the day where he carried the cross. Did he see the broken body of his savior and the broken matzo bread pieces? Did he feel and see the blood as he drank that final cup of wine, which was the cup of redemption? Through Christ's death, man has come life. Pick up the cross today. Keep moving forward into the life that Jesus died to give you. I want to do something for you real quick. If you're watching and listening here today, perhaps you're saying, Pastor, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying. You know what? I can say that I have not been moving forward in that kind of life, but today I want to. Well, I want to say a prayer for you that you can accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you can begin to move forward with Him. I'm, I'm going to model the prayer. You just say it in your own words with me. Then I want to pray for those of you who are believers today that you will, you will continue to live a life every day where you're dying to yourself, picking up your own cross, finding people, found people, find people, right? Finding people who need to experience the grace that Christ can bring. Father, I love you. I thank you for those who are watching and listening right now. I pray for those who don't know you, who are saying, you know what? I, I, I need to make a change in my life today. I need to keep moving forward. And the only way to do that is to move forward with Christ. I'm ready to do that. And so for those folks, Lord, I pray for them right now, they would open their hearts to you. In fact, if that's you right now, just say this in your own words. Father, I'm in need of, of, of the salvation your son can bring me. I'm sorry for the things I've done. I've messed up. I've sinned. I've done things I'm not proud of. I've done things, God, that I know you're not proud of. Lord, today, I, I need your son's forgiveness. I need your son's uh, saving power in my life. And I pray that he will forgive me for my sins, forgive me for my wrong, and, and, and help me to start over, to give me a brand new life in you. And from this day forward, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to follow you. My life is not no longer my own. My life now belongs to you. I'm going to walk in your footsteps, Lord. I want to serve you and follow you from this day onward. Be my Lord and Savior. God, for those who are already believers, I pray that every day we'd be reminded to pick up our cross, to sacrifice to ourselves, to, to die to ourselves, so that we can live the life Christ has for us, Lord. It's not about us. It's about the kingdom. Not about our rights. It's about you know, Christ and His, His ideals and His authority and, and His mission that He has for us. May we live our lives dedicated to Him. May also, Lord, we, we understand the importance of finding people in a world lost and hurting and just darkness everywhere. Lord, may we remember to find people who need to hear about the goodness and grace and majesty and salvation that Christ can bring. Help us to be witnesses for you, to be lights for you in a dark world. God, we love you. We praise you. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us, you can do so by emailing us at media at radiantchurchsc.com or visit one of our social accounts on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and give us a five-star rating on the podcast platform that you listen to. We hope you have an amazing rest of your day.